what is good divine dolls this one's mostly for my divine dolls like when i'm telling you it is 6 32 in the morning i'm over here getting my seven chuckles like i've been talking a little bit about how if being dark skin makes me unattractive bring it right and if being wealthy makes me unattractive please bring it and it's one of those things where um I think the phrase is, is uh, like, not having the black gaze, the gaze of black men, is not a privilege. Like, I'm sitting over here, there's a lot of story, or there's a story going around about this uh, young lady who has, um, I don't even know if we can say it through um, anchor, like, obviously... I'll say whatever I need to say about other things like Santana or whatever, but she has an, a highly contagious STD, right? It's like, and it's the one that has, she has like hazel eyes and she has like purple and green hair. And so one of the things I've been noticing is people are like one of the guys that's reporting on her. Oh, he just thinks she's so pretty. Right. And I think part of the reason that they're not even dragging this woman for everything, because if she had been, you know, black like me and or this and they would have been dragging her, calling her all kinds of bees and ages. And this is the problem with the black community. Da 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 da. Right. So I'm not even laughing about that. I think that um, it's coming up because kind of, you know, how things are kind of circular or one thing feeds into another. So here comes Nick Cannon talking about, oh, 80% of the women stink up the room because their kitty must be. And I'm thinking like you kind of be one of feeling some kind of way, you know, type of thing. But then, but then, but then you remember, wait a minute, skirt. Pop my brakes. Wait a minute, baby girl. He's not talking about dark women. He doesn't even like black women. So he's not really talking about us. And then, um, kind of the, 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 the thing is when I was talking about how having the black male gaze is not something to be celebrated and you really don't want to even come under their purview or come into contact with them um that same young lady i was talking about earlier she's actually linked to um well allegedly allegedly let me put that out there allegedly linked to chris brown and um nick cannon so the whole thing with with chris brown again it's this whole thing of like you can't even, you know, the same way how I talk about you can't get within six feet of me. You can't even breathe my air at this point. Well, he's the same way with black women. You can't be on his yacht. You can't be around him. He won't touch you, date you, not attracted to you. He's made that very clear. So here you have, I think that that young lady is beautiful, right? Um, I think for the most part, women are right. But that's why some of y'all men want to be women. But anyways, that's not why I'm here. <laughs> Back to the subject at hand. You know, it's kind of like, uh, if, if I'm going to keep it 100%, because I talk about, you know, musing of a divine feminine, I'm just one of a few, um, maybe not the most popular opinions, but, or perspectives or point of views. But 
if if I'm being 100% with you, I know as a younger person, um, and I don't care what anybody says, but I think one of the best things that really changed my life and helped me step into my self-confidence was Cynthia G's, like, who they really choose. Because up until that point, you really do be questioning yourself. Like, you would be seeing all these people and it's like, well, I'm just, my hair is not this. My skin is not this. Maybe I'm not, you know, this type of certain body type. Like, it really kind of messes with your psyche a little bit, right? And it's like, you really wish that you could be just as pretty as them. And I don't care what anybody says. I mean, that's why um, <clears throat> the images that we see are so important because um, even when you talk about like Tiana with the with the um, the Black Princess and that type of thing and seeing Michelle Obama, let's just take out the politics out of it, right? As, as a first lady and seeing educated black women that are happy and successful and um, living their best life. Those things are important because as a child, you want to see yourself, right? And you want to know that it can be a reality. Now, on the other side, you know, you grow up and you learn that you can create your own life and that whatnot. But so when you see someone like her, that's the complete opposite. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, she gets to be around Chris Brown and um, Nick Cannon. Um, I I think back in the days, Chris Brown used to be a little bit attractive. Like he was okay, not my type, <laughs> not my type. But, I, you know, the time he was dating Rihanna, it's kind of like, okay, I see him type of thing. I never, ever thought Nick Cannon was attractive, Um but hey, you know, obviously these other women find him attractive, but it's one of those things where it's kind of like, you know, um, the the reward <laughs> you're seeing time and time again, the reward for being attractive to these type of men is now you are, you know, sexually active with them. And the thing is, no benefits from that, you know, I they um they're showing a video um, of her living in a hotel with um, Nick Cannon. And it's like, we don't know if he slept with her or not. All you can say is allegedly, right? Um, but when you talk about, maybe this might be a little bit um, too much, but it is what it is. Let me, let me just go all out. But it's kind of like a lot of these women who are under the black male gaze are getting that full naker experience and the naker experience comes with getting subjected to stds and you know how they i could be a little bit behind and it could be an old video but um showing a woman having nick cannon's eighth child which leads into a segue of another thing too um we all know that Nick Cannon has lupus, right? And it really, really bothers me that it's just reckless and irresponsible because his children can have that. And I will even tell you to what degree it it, it um, bothers me. I remember when I was younger, I was dating, not even dating, like we went on one date, right? Um... 
And he was telling me that he had a heart condition and, you know, had ended up getting hospitalized. And I remember thinking back then, I was like, mm, I want to have children. So the odds are that they're going to have the same heart condition that he has. And then it's kind of like, I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it back then, but it's kind of like, he's not going to be able to you know, provide the way that he needs to for me and or my child. At the time, I wanted five children and or to be a stay-at-home mom, soccer mom, take care of the kids. And, you know, put the number five out there. I might have four. It's four of us siblings. So I liked the idea of, of a big family type of a thing. In hindsight, five kids, eh, maybe not the most economical, but, you know, the idea of, of having children and and staying with my children, you know, staying home with my children, watching them grow type of a thing. And um, it it was that serious for me. I mean, it was and it was weird because it's one of those guys that he was really attractive. A lot of girls on campus really liked him or they were attracted to him type of a thing. And it'd be like, OK, cool, whatever. So you know how it is. You go to the same school, kind of run the same circles and, you know, connected um, after I had graduated my undergrad, you know, through Facebook and that type of thing. And it's like, oh, hey, we should go hang out, which was kind of funny. I went on a, actually a double date with my cousin, but I'm not going to go into the specs of that of that here. But um, it was that important to me. And I think that it's, in my humble opinion, irresponsible to know Things like that. I mean, and then you talk, start to talk about, you know, selective breeding. It, it's kind of, in my opinion, shows how selfish they really are because it's one thing to have a child with someone and you get the bag, but at what cost? Like these children are going to have the possibility of of lupus, which from what we can see is not very... Um, easy on someone. I think he's taking like five pills a day or something like that. Another scary thing that that kind of concerns me. I've been talking a little bit about like the literacy rates and how it's it's the perpetual um, illiteracy rates are really a problem. I think more than than we care to talk about or address because then now we're talking about people being able to comprehend what a message is. Um, and I also refer back to that reading where uh, I was reading from Napoleon Hill. Um, I think it's at Laws of Success. And <clears throat> it was talking about the, your ability to be able to aggregate information and collect it. Right. And when I tell you I'm so aggravated, this this um, is a couple of guys this is the second time they have come up on my on my algorithm. And it's one of those things where it came up when I do a search. So I can't um, select do not recommend. But um, thankfully, they haven't shown up in my regular feed. But if I type in a search for like, you know, black women or anything like that, they'll come up. And when I tell you, you could just hear the misinformation especially when it's surrounding topics like this it's really concerning because i do believe they were talking about this young lady also and their perspective was that they were downplaying it 
so much to the point that I really think that they should be flagged for misinformation the same way that, you know, you could get flagged for um, talking about the Rona and 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 or even have that 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 video removed because they were trying to make it seem like um, given her, how serious her condition is. They made it seem kind of like, oh, well, you know, she just wasn't taking care of her health. And the reason she's in that that condition is because, you know, she's taking a lot of medication. And it's like, no, this is serious. She has that, um, you know, it's six in the morning. Just come out here using. I'm not even sure what and all I can say. Um, in terms of the language and type of thing, but I'm pretty sure most of you know what I'm referring to. That is serious, and you can catch that. And 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 there was another, uh, unfortunately, um, young man talking about. He said, "Well, everybody's out here having, you know, being polyamorous and free." And I'm like, "No, the, we're not." Like. You know, and and you could tell he was of a certain persuasion, like he's into, you know, I'm into men and he's into men too, type of a thing. So, um, you know, and you could kind of tell if you listen to what he's saying, he's very promiscuous. So he's like, any little bump I get, I'm running to the doctor. And I'm like, sir, if you have monkeypox, just say that, like. Um, but I, I think between him and the other two, um, guys, they are so nonchalant about, and, and this is the thing, what that young lady's going through is very serious and it's almost coming back full circle, right? I think that the conversations we have about what she's going through and the monkeypox are so nonchalant. When you hear men talk about it, it's it's kind of like we've come a long way, but we've come back in a circle. Because I remember when when what she's going through used to be so concerning and so alarming and now it's just kind of like oh well you know she should have just gotten tested and you know it's not that serious of a condition and this is not doesn't happen to everyone type of thing versus addressing the promiscuity of it all and not using protection you know what i'm saying and then we all know he, he even said it too he was like um he even said well, women are not getting tested. Excuse me, sir. Women get tested more than men because in many ways they get the symptoms more than than men. Um, but men can be uh, carriers, right? Um, <clears throat> just the disinforma- misinformation of it all was just, it's really appalling to me. It's really concerning. Um, and... And so here we are now we're having conversations about monkeypox and I think that it's one of those things where it's going to be all the rage but I think like even in 5 and in 20 years or something about 20 year cycles it's going to be the norm it's just going to be another nonchalant conversation and 
you know, even when you kind of come back, I'm just kind of looping everything around. When you talk about Nick Cannon talking about, oh, these women are musty and they stink. Not, again, understanding that he's messing up these whole women's pH balance. I remember I was thinking that, you know, um, when I heard it yesterday, when I first heard it, you know, him that he had said that statement. I didn't click on any videos. And so then fast forward to like 12 hours later, I... um saw that uh i don't even know the panel of women that talk about it um but it's like four black women i think lisa ray's on there and i only remember that because she has said some mess about a little black baby girl you know and very colorist which is you know not shocking you know but but just really highly disappointed so but she's um one of those four women on that panel. vivica fox is another uh, woman that's on that panel and I remember thinking, I was like, yeah, it's probably because he's out here slinging and that stuff will mess, that will wreck you up. It will have you smelling like you got disease, you heard? Type of a thing. So, um, one other thing I wanted to just, it's, it's a question and then I'm going to hop off of here. I'm hoping I can get like a late morning uh, nap before I go do my aqua jogging type of a thing. I've been loving the heck out of those. Let me tell you, I have a whole routine and system down. But anyways, this is going to be thought provocative. Might get all my stuff shut down. It is what it is. But, <clears throat> you know, we talk about religion. Um, I believe it's a man-made construct. But you can even go back to how it has ties to the Bible. Now, mind you, these are the same men that are telling you that you should be you know, submissive, and that's the only verse they know. But there's also, um, wow, I just, mm, if you, if you don't see this, after, you know, my podcast, and it got shut down, it's probably going to be because of this, because it just came to me too. But like, when you hear about all these unclean diseases in the quote unquote Bible, and, you know, how you're not even supposed to touch these people and, and kind of, let them go under quarantine. Um, right? There's, there's, there were, am I going to say stigmas surrounding what was clean and unclean, but you would break out in lesions and boils and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, if you're going to say the Bible is pro- um, polyamory, pro, multiple wives, then why does it create such a negative dynamic, especially in the woman's body? And why does it result in disease? Right? If, if you having multiple wives, right? Um, you're messing up all of their pH balances, right? The, the body is telling you toxicity, out of alignment not in harmony with right and i think you kind of have to pay attention to that like if this was supposed to be the way of life like if men really were understanding that i have religious upbringing um so even though i'm no longer in the church it's still a part of i think whether i try to as much as i try to run away from it it's still part of my conditioning my programming right so 
if if you're going to tell me that men were created to be out here just slinging D, why does it create havoc in the woman's body? If it was supposed to be a natural um, predisposition, <laughs> if it was supposed to be the way that men are, are supposed to be that way, then that means that women wouldn't be having... You know, all of these other things like having a messed up pH balance and or catching disease and or breaking out in boils and it manifesting in other ways. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, like if if it was okay, I know one of the other issues, this is probably what I was getting to and it's going to probably get me just wiped out. But when you talk about the men on men, if if, you know, there's so much backlash about how the but, you know, you're not supposed to use it from the Bible, blah, blah, blah. But if your body was really supposed to be, you know, in alignment with that and that's what you, you know, are made for and created for, then why does it result in quote unquote disease? Why does it? So then are you going to tell me that uh, AIDS or HIV is, is, is healthy? Like why, why does it cause that phenomena? Why does promiscuity result in and it manifesting in lesions and boils and deteriorated health and, and that type of thing. I hope you get what I'm saying, right? It's like, you can't tell me that we were made to be living a promiscuous lifestyle and or... <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that, right? If I'm here for another day, here another day, I'm gonna come back and be like, oh, "What? That's it? Live to see another day?" Type of a thing. But I hope that you kind of followed what what I'm trying to say a little bit. I know I can talk a little bit coded, um, and so those are just my thoughts. That's 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 the way I think, or those are some of the questions I have. But, um. I do, I am concerned about hearing, you know, how lackadaisical some of the conversations are. I think it's in particular from the men. Um, and like I said, I think that monkeypox is all the rage right now. But I think it reminds me of when, you know, I remember when um, Magic Johnson had it. And, you know, a little bit of fear and people just kind of kept went their own way for a little bit. But, uh now it's just kind of like you can have it and live a normal life and it's become normalized and it and it gets downplayed and for as fresh as monkeypox is you kind of see it being downplayed too and and um kind of have to ask yourself why if if we were meant to be you know just sleeping with any and everybody, why does it ha- take such a toll on the body? Why does it result in, in certain things? And oh, y'all already know how I feel. Like, when I tell you every day more and more, I probably need to increase my um, my my um, circumference or radiance, radius in terms of how f- close you can get to me because... Maybe six feet is just not enough. When I tell you, I don't ever, ever 
see myself having sex with anyone ever again. And I have no problem saying that because it's just not worth it to me. It's not. You know, you really could be out here. It's it's a tragedy because, you know, we're just waiting to hear about the insurgence of women that are going to be coming up with the monkeypox. And it's going to be wives and it's going to be people in, in what they thought were committed relationships. And it, it's things take a toll on me. You know, um, I think most divine feminines, I'm not sure about divine masculines, are empaths. So we take on energy and there's a collective grief that happens. I think um, when I grieve, I grieve for, yeah, I would say the black community and or black women because I think that we're so connected now whether they see it that way or not but we all have that same assignment I think for black women and but also um for women in general too right and I've mentioned it before but one of my favorite um psychologists um Upton Sinclair he has a, a chapter like I think is it like eight chapters it's like four hours on an audiobook um talking about sex right and he said a quote that for the most part, I, I it just stuck with me. But he said, it is the faithful wife that is more likely to come down with the with disease because he talked about how, you know, um, everything from uh, marriage and poverty and and sex and um, virtue, I guess, and and promiscuity and that type of thing and so he said and and I think it still rings true today right it is the virtuous um wife that contracts these diseases because it's like she's being you know um (laughs) oh brain fog early this early morning but she's being um committed to that relationship and you know, pretty sure not for she's not for the streets. She's just staying in her own lane. Um, and so you have men who are just wanting that excitement and they want to know if they still have it. And they want to know if, you know, can they pull that person or or can they, uh, um, you know, take on that challenge. And so they will go out and they will, you know, be out in these streets and then they bring it home. And one of the things that we don't even want to talk about how laxadaisical it, it is. Um, oh, am I gonna? I'm not gonna talk about that. I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. But um, yeah, I have. It, it's not worth it to me. I was watching. I think, like I said, like the the birth of uh, the eighth child for Nick Cannon, and it's like. <clears throat> That's nothing to be proud of or celebrate because in the midst of, of crossing your fingers to hope, you know, to hope that this child doesn't have the, the, the lupus, right? Um, he's, his dad's not going to be around to, to help shape and mold him and um, be a part of his life. I don't. You know, and, 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 and the baby number eight, like you, at this point, you already know what it is. And, 
you know, I talk, I'm going to try to end this in 30 minutes because to me, I've always talked about how it was important to me to make sure that my baby's father, I can't even say husband, right? With the culture that we're in would be someone that can provide for my child if something were to happen to me, worst case scenario, right? A a child in, that child is not going to have two pennies to rub together. I don't care, you know, how much celebrity dumb, and I'm using that word very intentionally, um, someone someone has, you know, the two kids that are going to get the majority, if anything, I highly doubt Nick Cannon has a will. I'm willing to come back and and eat crow if I have to, in the words of Wendy William. But I guarantee you, I, in my opinion, when that man passes, those children are going to be stuck in probate because I, I can tell you that man does not have a will. And and if and if he does, you know, which I doubt he has that foresight to put one in place. Baby eight, nine, ten, eleven. Babies three, four, five, six, and seven, eight, and nine, ten, eleven. They're not going to have anything to to add to their name other than than his name, and that name doesn't really, you know, in in the world, whether you believe it or not, you have to make your own name. You have to make your own way. Age of Aquarius is very much about the individual. So the days of writing off of oh my dad was this, my mom was this, nah. Age of Aquarius, you have to make your own name. You have to make your own way. It's about your individual decisions and your individual choices. So those are my thoughts. Early morning. Bye.